0: Thank you for joining us on Merit Matters, a virtual series highlighting current events, industry experts, and local community engagement. I'm your host, Tammy Berkeley, Principal of Merit Construction, and today I'm going to be discussing our latest campaign, Build What Matters, with our client, the Tacoma Mountaineers, specifically Jeff Lawrence, who was the president when we built the facility. The Mountaineers is a wonderful organization. I'm excited for you to hear about them. They're still very active even during COVID, and they offer us a ticket to the great outdoors. Hi, Jeff. I'm so glad that you're here with me today. It has been a long time since I've seen you.
1: Hey, Tammy. Nice to see you again. Yeah. Yes, it has been a long time. Seems like we were seeing each other for uh uh for a lot of time there for a while but it has been a couple of years since I've seen you so so I I understand that uh that your company is doing well so I'm really happy to hear that
0: thank you yeah uh when we built the Mountaineers uh with you that was one of my very favorite projects such a beautiful building and so much meaning in your project so I was so excited to be able to speak with you and kind of talk about um the building what the mountaineers um does for the community and um and just talk about um community impact and and finding good partners to make that happen and i know that that's something that matters very much to you so i want to talk a little bit more about um you and how you got started with the mountaineers
1: sure yeah i came i came to tacoma in about 2003 and um i uh, had been traveling a lot my entire career so far and i came here and i didn't have to travel anymore uh, and um, i uh, i had a job where i was working locally and i had uh, always been interested in, in the outdoors I'd done hiking and camping and that kind of thing but i hadn't really gone much beyond that and so, so i moved to tacoma and there was a mountaineers here which i learned about pretty quickly and and i joined the mountaineers and decided to how to take a basic climbing course mm-hmm. and uh, it, that was in about 2004 2005 or so and um i i developed a really strong interest and developed a lot of friends in the organization and um, i got uh got engaged uh more fully with the mountaineers after i went through the basic climbing course i went on to the intermediate climbing course which is uh which is a logical progression. Part of that course is to uh, is to give back to the uh, to the base climbing students and to teach and to uh, and to instruct and so forth. And uh, after I got <clears throat> after I did that for for a while, there was a need for um, after doing some of the more administrative things. And uh, I was. I was probably probably uh, better at administration than I was at uh, at uh, teaching climbing. So uh, those are important things too. and uh, and I got engaged with that. so that's that's kind of how I got into leadership at the Mountaineers.
0: So they wanted to work with your strengths and your your strengths were more in the admin side, and they kind of had a hole there, so you were able to step in and and actually add something that that was much needed.
1: Right. You know, I mean, the reason that a lot of people uh, join an organization like the Mountaineers is because they want to uh, they want to experience the out of the doors. They want to escape all the uh, all the frustrations and so forth that we all have during the week and with our jobs and with, with other things in our lives and so forth. And so so one of the things that a lot of people want to avoid though in, a, uh, in an extracurricular pursuit like this is is a lot of the same headaches that you get while you're at work right yeah but that's important i mean it's an organization
0: you need those pieces and parts to be whole Uh, if all we did was play at an organization it probably wouldn't be super successful
1: that's right. That's right. So I had, uh, um, I had had some some experience like that, and I understood uh, and still understand that those things are really important to make an organization work. And and the Mountaineers, being a volunteer-led organization with over three thousand volunteers uh, every every year, you know, there's lots of room for people to be able to exercise their strengths.
0: Yeah, I love that. I think strength-based work of any sort is such an important thing rather than trying to do something that you're not especially good at exactly like you were saying so if you weren't great at teaching climbing um so much better for the organization for you to bring what you're great at and and be able to excel at that and the organization gets to reap the benefit of that right so that yeah that's so great three thousand volunteers yes that's amazing yeah, that's really fantastic. you You shared a little bit about the vision um, and the mission, how how when you go through the program, you have an not necessarily an obligation, but part of it is is for you to um, to give back. So share mm-hmm. with me a little bit about the mountaineer's vision and and mission and kind of how that works. Sure. how you grow people.
1: Sure, well, the mission of the Mountaineers is to enrich the community by, uh, uh, by helping people explore, conserve, learn about the uh, lands and the waters of the Pacific Northwest and beyond. And so it, it basically is, uh, is not only teaching uh, skills and safety uh, to be to get outdoors, but to engage as many people as possible in doing that and to do it safely. Um, That's a that's a really important part about it. And so um, when these skills, these are. uh, uh, These are skills that can be lost. I mean, you have to continue working on. You have to keep developing. they're not permanent skills. You need to keep working on it. And so, so one of the one of the things with the with the mountaineers is that is that when you go through a class, there's encouragement to to stay on and to uh, and to teach the next level down. And and of course, not everyone can do that. People people are at different stages in their lives and their and their uh, and their personal situations, and you can't always make time for that. But there's a but there's a um, uh, there's a credo that, uh, that a lot of people will stay on and then teach those who are who are in the classes uh, um, uh, down below, then coming up behind. And so that's uh, that's what a lot of people do in the organization.
0: I love that. And so, tell me, how do you guys serve the community outside of the climbing and teaching the climbing? Are there any events or programs that come up during the course of the year that you guys are particularly proud of that? kind of enhance our community
1: yeah there absolutely are i mean there's a a, we offer we offer a lot of youth-based um uh classes uh we uh the mountaineers became uh became a 501c3 organization in uh, in 2011 uh, uh, among other things to uh, to be able to focus a lot of the the fundraising efforts uh, on uh on youth and adults who have had uh barriers to be uh, to using the outdoors or, um, or being able to enjoy the outdoors. Um, you know, our, um, our philosophy is that if you don't really understand what the, what the wonders and the beauty is of the outdoors, it's, it's going to be hard for you to want to protect it in the future. Mm. And so, uh, you know, we want to bring uh, bring as many people outdoors of, of all stripes uh, to be able to enjoy that. So in the last two years alone, we've, uh, uh, we've awarded over $300,000 in, uh, in, uh, in funds uh, for scholarships, and for grants, and so forth, to allow, uh, 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 to allow low-income individuals and families to access the outdoors, and, and, um, and to participate in our courses, and our classes, and that kind of thing, including summer camps. We have, we have youth programs. Uh, we've got an organi- We've got a uh, program which is, called, which is called Mountain Workshops program, which provides outdoor activities for, for over 40 organizations that primarily serve low income at, uh, and youth of color uh, from across the Puget Sound. And uh, in the last two years, in fact, uh, in the in the Tacoma area alone, we've, we've we've served over 570 youth and adults. So I mean, it's a it's a really it's a really great program, and we've we've established uh, we've established uh, some really good relationships with other with other organizations, particularly youth-serving organizations, uh, to be able to partner with them, so that we're able to bring bring the fantastic opportunities in the outdoors to a lot of different people
0: i love that. I think that's so wonderful. And you know, certainly we've been talking about um, all you can do outdoors and um, like understanding nature, understanding why it's important to protect it, all of those things and and you training um, youth to understand that, I think is so important for for the future. we're We're also talking about, the the bigger picture. So build what matters, which you know that's that's our current campaign that we're talking about. So, what what would you say is important from your perspective to contributing to building what matters?
1: Yeah, yeah. Let me just uh, just digress for a little bit. And that, uh, that the Mountaineers uh, has been around since 1906. Uh, it's a, it's a long standing organization and uh, in, uh, in Tacoma, which is the second largest branch outside Seattle, the uh, Tacoma Mountaineers have been around since uh, since 1912. Um, you know, we have a long history here in, uh, in the early uh, in the early 50s. There was some land donated uh, by a Mountaineers member in Old Town. Uh, and in 1956 the original clubhouse was built by members with the donated labor and uh, and and the donated materials and so you know that was a uh that was an opportunity to be able to uh, build this organization for, for members to, to gather and to, to be able to have class conduct classes and invite the community. in. Um, I think uh, you know one of the really cool things about the Mountaineers uh, Clubhouse and now the program center, which was rebuilt in uh, 2012, is that um, that I run into so many people in Tacoma who have gone to, uh, who've gone to weddings there, wedding receptions, Sierra, uh celebrations, or you know whatever. But it's just a, it's a real community. Uh, it's a real community hub. Uh, 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 in addition to being, uh, being a, a center for the Mountaineers and the community, uh, to me, we also host. Uh, we also house, uh, host meetings of uh, organizations like uh, Tacoma Public Utilities for public comment sessions or Renew National Park when they, have, when they have a public outreach. We offer uh, a speaker series where we bring in speakers who will talk about you know, great adventures or really interesting things that that brings in a lot of the public. So, um, so yeah, it, it, the the bill book what matters kind of started a long time ago with us, you know, and, and, and so that's what that's what really resonated with uh, in uh, in uh, 2011 when we undertook this uh, this project, uh, thanks to a bequest that we got from a longtime member to rebuild the the program center, we uh, that's what that's what really attracted us to construction is that uh, there was such interest and in, um, and engagement with what we do and uh, kind of uh, figuring out uh, that, that we really had a lot of the same uh, interests in the community and a lot of the same um, uh, objectives in mind. And uh, yeah, I've, we were so impressed. Um, I don't know if you recall or not Tammy, but we had uh, we were doing fundraising. We were, we were doing all kinds of fundraising. I think there was a merit construction person who came to every fundraising event. And I remember that I remember the first one we had the, the, the first one we had was a gift wrapping thing at REI. Yeah. And, we talked, uh, uh, and we talked to REI into into allowing us to go um, at the exit and to wrap gifts as, as people were were leaving REI. And so you had a couple of your folks there and we were Absolutely. wrapping papers and just, just having a fantastic time. Yeah. Anyway, that's, that's kind of illustrative of the uh, community resources uh, that are really important. I mean, we want to uh, serve our members, but we also want to serve the community.
0: I think it's important every time you you have a choice in in choosing um, a vendor or um, a contractor in this case, like you're speaking of, you want somebody that invests back into you. You know you're you're trusting them with this dream of yours. And so you want to know that they care about what you're trying to do, that they're going to be a good steward mm-hmm. of your resources, mm-hmm. all of those things. And I think we clicked so well, and we were yeah. so excited about what you were doing there. And i think you got the best of us um you know because we so believed in in what you were doing and i think that's why it was is still to this day you know my favorite project because we were so invested and it it was because also you guys are all volunteers so you guys are invested as well so everybody was you know was just kind of deep in it from that perspective um so let's see can you share A specific story, because I know everybody loves stories and they love to hear about um, how all these things we're saying we do. How is somebody directly impacted by that? Do you have maybe a favorite story of of an individual who sort of made a shift in their life based on mountaineers or something along those lines?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that, um, um, you know, one of the things which 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 constantly inspires me is that uh, uh, so we do these mountain workshop programs, and and we've had uh, these mountain workshop programs alone have uh, had uh, a series of over two hundred. Uh, people a year. And we take people out to do uh, to do uh, climbing on the climbing wall in the back, teach them how to belay, teach them how to rope in and so forth. And then um, afterwards, uh, a lot of times we'll offer trips to go out to Mount Rainier in the snow or to, uh, you know, first time a lot of these people have seen snow. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's just, uh, um, although I haven't participated in many of those, it's just uh, just hearing the stories. Uh, the people, and then seeing the photographs of just uh, just the wonder of uh, snowshoeing at Mount Rainier, uh, up a paradise, and being in this incredible place. And uh, we have a couple of people who had continued then into our into our leadership program. We also have youth programs starting from uh, uh, from age uh, that we call mini mountaineers, which is like three years old and up. Wow. Yeah, but then we have but then we have youth programs. We've got like a, a junior a youth program for uh, uh, for people like 11 to 14, and then uh, then from 14 to 18. But there there's one individual whose name I forget, but uh, but she moved all the way. I started in one of these mountain workshop programs, and uh, she um, uh, she got so invested and so inspired that she went up through all the youth programs, and now she's leading the youth program there.
0: So oh, wonderful. I yeah. love it. I love that when that happens, um, where it becomes part of who they are. Yeah. And yeah. and then it's so important to them to to give back. So that makes me so happy. Um, do you have pretty much all your same activities right now during the the um, <laughs> COVID or is everything? Yeah, I
1: know everything different? is uh, everything's mixed up. I mean, we had to cancel a lot of classes. I mean, we were getting. Uh, it's it's interesting the way that the Mountaineers works is that we. Um, we use that facility mainly in the evenings and it's mainly during the winter because most of our classes start after the new year um, and we, we conduct classes in the evenings because we want to accommodate people's schedules and then uh, sure. you, the uh, classes are typically over by the end of the, of the spring because everyone wants to get outside and enjoy it, right? Yeah. Exactly. So, I want to uh, I want to do what you showed me.
0: Yeah. right. Outside.
1: Yeah. I'm you told me this. Now let me go do it. Right? Exactly. But um, uh, you probably noticed uh, skiing season hasn't really gotten going yet. But boy, I tell you, hiking and outdoors, there's been a there's I a guess. huge growth in, uh, in the amount of people getting outdoors just because that was something we could safely do. Yeah. And, So we have we have continued those activities. I mean, it's kind of uh, it's kind of evolved into uh, people taking small groups and uh, and meeting up places and figuring out how to get places. We we did conduct our summer camps, so we had we had uh, obviously very, very restricted summer camps. We had. but we're able to uh, to conduct those uh, the mainly outdoors activities we had a little bit at the at the program center where we we're doing climbing but we did uh con- we usually have four or five weeks of camp but we did two or three this year uh, so we're able to able to do that i'd say that there's been a lot of uh, there's been a lot of entrepreneurs and trying to figure out how to make this work in this crazy time that, uh, you know, one of the things which is which is really cool is, is that we uh, we had to cancel our um, uh, our big annual fundraising event twice. I mean, it was it was originally it was originally scheduled for the beginning of April, and that of course had to get canceled. Then they optimistically rescheduled it for the end of July, but uh, but that uh, of course didn't happen. We had two we had two virtual galas. And I mean, the incredible thing about the community is that there was um, is the amount of the fundraising was equaled or exceeded from previous years, even with these virtual galas. So that was uh, yeah, that. Was, uh, that was inspirational. Obviously, you know, we as a lot of other nonprofits are suffering because we don't have, you know, we depend upon course revenue, but the but the membership has really blossomed. I mean, when we. Um, uh, worked together on the Tacoma Program Center, uh, the membership in Tacoma was about a thousand, uh, largely due to the wonderful building we have now. The membership is up to sixteen hundred.
0: Oh, that's incredible!
1: And uh, and the Mountaineers, uh, as a whole, uh, I think we were maybe around twelve thousand or so there, and we're, we're over fourteen thousand now as a uh, as an organization. So, I mean, there's there's been a lot of uh, there's been a lot of growth. I mean, there's been a lot of growth in the population here too, which which obviously helps, but I think the awareness of, uh, uh, you know, being able to get out and, and then having, uh, and having a flagship like that, like the Tacoma Program Center also helps where there's a gathering spot.
0: Oh, I do. I, I have had so many people mention, you know, how beautiful that building is, and I, I think it really speaks about who you are as an organization the way that you guys were so careful to preserve everything possible from the original building and just just how all of those things mattered so much to you to reuse and recycle every everything possible and i i loved uh hearing about that and knowing that that was important to you and we were able to help in some of those instances and that really meant a lot to us as well
1: you were i gotta tell you a story i don't know if i ever told you this but, uh, but uh the your site superintendent, who was there, got we got really interested in the uh, uh, in the site, and he started to do a bunch of research. And we we had as a part of the uh, as a part of the program, we had to rip up the street. We had to rip up Car Street, and we had to repave it. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so they repaved Car Street and so forth, and there were these beautiful old cobblestones that were underneath. And so the site super uh, went to the public library, and then did a bunch of research. Mm-hmm. On the uh, on the origin of that, and there used to be uh, you're know, going up 30th Street. There used to be a uh, uh, there used to be a stop for horses there. There used to be, wow. a, be a be a stables there. But the, uh, they had a, they had a stop and they would feed the horses before before going up the uh, Steve 30th Street Hill. Right? I
0: love that. Live. Yeah, see, it's, it's inspiring when you kind of get involved with that. And you guys were bringing that along. And you were you were talking about those things and how important and I think I, I do remember um, hearing about that in the office that that he was just like inspired and loved it. He loved yeah. learning about all the history of the Mountaineers. And it just sort of expanded for for him from there. Yeah. So yeah, that was a really neat thing. Um, so do you, did you want to talk a little bit, Jeff, about um, the environment and and sort of sh- sharing about how important the the footprint situation is?
1: Yeah, we have um, you know we're in a climate crisis. Uh, there's no doubt. and, and, and uh, it's affecting a lot of the uh, of the wild lands that we play in and and that we want right. to protect. Uh, I mean, it's it's not uh, hard to see, even even since I've been here in the early 2000s, how a lot of the glaciers have receded. They continue receding, and uh, you know a lot of places are are, are, are becoming different. And uh, so, at any rate, I mean, we ha- have a real strong effort to reduce uh, the carbon footprint as much and do. Um, and to embrace um, carpooling and uh, and low emission vehicles and that much and and everything else that we can. So we put together the Carbon Footprint Reduction Committee a couple of years ago. Actually, it was was inspired by a Tacoma Mountaineer uh, Charlie Michelle, who is the
0: uh,
1: <clears throat> uh, who is the chair of the kayak committee, but he 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 made a very generous donation a few couple years ago, three years ago, to uh, to see the installation of, of of a solar system on the Seattle Program Center, mm. and then the uh, the organization uh, matched that in the in the Seattle program center and the Tacoma program center and in one of our uh, one of our lodges so far we've replaced all the all the lights with led lights Um, we have we have a we're applying for a grant to be able to put um, uh, solar on the Tacoma program center we are going to. We have uh, we have gas-fired furnaces in there. In the uh, in the future, we are planning on replacing that with a with a high-efficiency pump. Um, our objective is to get to a net-zero building, which which means that that, that we're that uh, that all the energy that we're consuming we're, we're either generating or we're buying from renewable
0: sources. So, I love that. I think that that's very stands very true to your value system within the mountain years and you want to protect the areas that you love um to spend so, time in so that makes so. perfect sense um and i think you know being in the pacific northwest that there's a there's a lot of people that that's kind of really resonate with and that that they can definitely get on board with right. that also so it's yes. <laughs> so important
1: it is it is really important uh, it is really so, important
0: if you have um, some, some new people that want to hear about, about the Mountaineers or understand how they can get involved with the Mountaineers, what is the best way for them to do that?
1: Yeah, well, the, the uh, uh, easiest way is probably go to mountaineers.org. Uh, we have a we've got a really good website, and um, um, we also have uh, have got a presence. Uh, we've got a presence on Facebook. Uh, I think we have uh, we have a number of different Facebook pages. I mean, the big ones are the Mountaineers uh, and and also Tacoma Mountaineers. The, the Tacoma Mountaineers have a uh, uh, have a Facebook page also, uh, and the uh, Twitter handle is at mountaineers.org. So uh, you know, depending upon what you're what your preferences, all those can be, all those can be accessed to get more information. Um, you know, one thing which is which is really great is that uh, is that the Mountaineers have uh, have something for everybody. I mean, we uh, uh, we call the Mountaineers, but I mean, there are hiking classes, there are uh, you know, kayaking. Uh, so for any level, snowshoeing for any level of what you want to do, There there is an availability. One of the great things that I that I found out when I when I joined is that. That, that on any given weekend, I, I got to know people that I could, uh, you know, connect with and go do something. Um, and, and the Mountaineers have over 150 uh, uh, volunteer-led courses. And just last year, well, in informal year, we have we have over three thousand trips that are planned that are that are posted and, and then there's a lot of informal things too. So yeah, there's a lot of opportunity for it.
0: It, it is perfect for the Pacific Northwest. And I, I think the, the advice for everybody right now is find a way to get outside and enjoy the beautiful place we live. Absolutely. Um, I'm. I'm just going to exchange a little bit of rapid fire questions so we can get to know you a little bit, sure. and then I'll. I'll share my answers with you as well. Okay. Great. So, um, share with me first. What's your favorite winter activity? Uh,
1: favorite winter activity. Oh gosh, my. Uh, I guess my. My absolute favorite uh, winter activity uh, at this point in time is at the end of the winter, going and escaping down to the Grand Canyon, the hiking the Grand Canyon, but. Uh, when i'm here uh i enjoy doing snowshoeing uh i was just out a couple of weeks ago snowshoeing up at snow Pass, which is absolutely beautiful
0: nice it's so good that you're still able to get outside i think my favorite winter activity is definitely skiing a lot of people have gone to snowboarding but it's just not made for me i'm yeah. just not any good at it so i'm sticking with what i know and i'm i'm continuing to ski um, the next one is, if you could go anywhere in the world, where would you go?
1: Oh boy, right now, I think uh, I've, I've done a couple of, uh, uh, of long hikes across England and it's just so beautiful. And just the notion of traveling to beautiful places and uh, being able to hike in beautiful places. So I'll probably uh, go to England and maybe do a, do a hike in Wales.
0: Mm, that's so neat. I think all of us are so starved for some different um, scenery right now. We'd all like pick plenty of places. Um, I still would love to see Italy. I'm super excited about the food there and about the wine. And like, I just, I love all the colorful buildings and I just think it would be really a beautiful place to go. Um, what book do you recommend? you find yourself recommending the most to other people?
1: Um uh, what book do I find recommending the most you know i've I've been reading some uh I've been reading some uh some historical fiction recently which i enjoy uh, there's uh there's a, a series which is called uh, Pillars of the earth which is kind of kind of mass market but it's uh that is really engaging and so i've uh I've recommended that to a number of people
0: nice I think probably that I recommend the most uh Probably a tie, but one of the top ones, I guess, is "Dare to Lead" by Brene mm-hmm. Brown. I'm not sure if, if you're familiar with her, but I she does a great that. job. Yeah, I I love her stuff about it's okay to be vulnerable, and I think that's such an important thing, um, and that she shares that with men and women together. I love that. I love the whole output and the exchange that that she gets from that. It's pretty cool. So, what is your favorite season?
1: Oh, absolutely, fall, autumn. Yeah, I just I just love the autumn. I like it when the when the when the weather turns and, uh, and the leaves turn and it gets a little cooler in the air. Uh, I lived in California for about five years, and that's that's something I really missed. And uh, yeah. my entire family, you know, was um, was very eager to get back to a climate where we at least had some seasons. I mean, I. Got to say, living in the Northwest is pretty sweet because we don't have the, we don't have the really tough winters. But uh, but I do enjoy a change of season, and without a doubt, autumn is my favorite.
0: I agree with you. I could not agree more. Fall is my absolute favorite. It's so beautiful, and the crispness after being too hot most of the summer, and just kind of like the bugs and all the things that are not wonderful about summer, even though there's lots of great things. I love that switch too, where everything kind of switches over and it's cool and crisp and beautiful
1: well i hope that this audience isn't beyond the northwest because we're complaining about hot bugs i mean come yes.
0: on yes yes i have we have nothing to complain about here we have the most beautiful place to live on the absolute earth and i totally believe that to be true. Absolutely. Thank you so much for talking with me. It was so great to see you and to hear your voice. And I look forward to being able to get together in person in the the future. Thank you, Jeff.
1: Thanks so much for
0: inviting me. Yes, thanks.